0: Hello, everyone. We are here today on Slim Radio. I'm Michaela Grasso and I'm here with Niall. Hi, Michaela. How are you, Niall?
1: Yeah, I'm very well. Looking forward to Christmas.
0: Yeah, and are you also looking forward to this episode of Slim Radio News?
1: I couldn't sleep last night. I was that excited. Oh, yeah. That's the good stuff. Always gives yeah. me the tingles.
0: <laughs> so today we are talking from Amsterdam in lockdown. I mean, lockdown. You can still go out.
1: Yeah, but it's the worst it's been while I've been here. There's Everything is closed except yeah. the essential shops, which hilariously, and also I respect this, includes alcohol shops <laughs> and, coffee and, shop. and the coffee shops. <laughs> yes. So it's, you can buy food, weed and alcohol.
0: That's all you need to survive in Amsterdam.
1: Yeah, and I think that's probably fair. The government have clearly looked at this and thought, well, we need to give them something.
0: (laughs) Yeah, to survive, not to strangle us. But yeah, today we have different stories. We have a story about an uh, iPhone factory in India. Yep. Uh, a story about North North Korea and South Korea oh, yeah. always interesting. Always interesting. And then uh, a sad story about Santa Claus, unemployed Santa Claus. Oh
1: God! And for all the kids listening, this this of course doesn't mean that Santa isn't going to be delivering exactly. your presents. The the Santa is still alive and well, I'm told.
0: Yes, in Lapland. somewhere. In Lapland somewhere with his elves. Yeah, friend. but
1: it's um it's it's his sort of bottled uh body doubles that he sends to various <laughs> events. But we'll get to that.
0: Yes. So did you hear about the iPhone factory?
1: Yes. Yes. So for anyone at home who hasn't heard about this, it's a story coming out of Bangalore in southern India. About 40 miles outside of Bangalore, there's a factory that's owned by a Taiwanese uh, company called Wistron. They work for Apple to make iPhones, basically. Okay. And the story is that, and actually some of you may have seen footage of this on social media, but there was essentially a riot at the factory by the workers and i'm talking you know the videos are quite extraordinary yeah i've seen them yeah, yeah they they're ripping down cctv cameras smashing windows overturning cars in the in the park in the car park trying to set them on fire i mean the anger and fury on display is is something to behold and the reason is is that they say that they haven't been paid in 3 months despite being That's... forced to work 12 hour shifts making iPhones which by the way is illegal under Indian labour law. So,
0: Oh, wow, I didn't know Yeah, they're
1: they're very angry and for good reason. Um, What is there to say about this? I mean, it's insane. So, on the one hand, Wistron say that this isn't true, they have been paid, and they've tried to claim that a random group of outsiders came into the factory and started causing all the chaos, for which there is no logical motivation. It seems very unlikely, Um, especially if there are people working there on whom, you know, who depend on this factory for their yeah. livelihoods. Why would randomers come in and start smashing up the place? So the Indian labor labor unions and everyone essentially who was there says, no, no, this is because we weren't paid. And just to kind of put into context how ridiculous this is, can you guess, or maybe you know, how much money is Apple worth as a company?
0: You know, I have no idea, probably 30 billion, something like that.
1: Two trillion. What that's $2 insane trillion dollars. I if if Apple were a company That's
0: insane. If
1: Apple were a company, it would be number 8 in the world in terms of GDP. Sorry, if Apple were a country. Oh so my god. France at number 7, its GDP is 2.5 trillion dollars india's is 2.6 trillion dollars and apple is worth two trillion dollars that's
0: crazy ahead of a country like
1: yeah ahead of a country like brazil and what's even more insane is that two years ago it was worth only one trillion dollars which at the time was like oh my god there's there's a company worth a trillion dollars this is a huge milestone it doubled it so it's insane and i just want to give you not too many but a few more figures just Mm -hmm. so we can put this in context so apple's last quarterly review yeah. They, they said that they had made a revenue of $64 billion. That's money that they had brought in. Oh, my in. God. I know. And so the idea that there are workers, and I think it was only several hundred workers who in this factory aren't being paid for the work that they do to make the iPhones that sell for $800, $1,000 a piece to us, predominantly in the West, is really unconscionable. And it's, it's you know, the anger, I think, is valid and justified. I'm not necessarily sh- saying that violence is the right way to express that anger. But I do understand it.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. I agree. And I wonder why do we buy iPhone? Because I have an iPhone. And, you know, I buy, it even though I'm aware that there is some shady stuff going on, I still buy it and I feel guilty. But then I don't know what, I. Like, I don't know. There are yeah. contradicting forces inside of me, you know.
1: Yeah, and you also this this kind of the anger and the injustice that we're we're talking about here isn't something that we see in our day to day lives. It's very easy to forget. And I think you know next week this story won't be on this podcast and it won't be in any of the newspapers, True. and largely we will have forgotten about it. And it uh, that also makes sense to me because you can't hold on in your head to every difficult bad thing that's going on in the world so i do understand why this isn't a constant thought process for us but it should be
0: but i wonder also how much would this worker be paid normally probably nothing you know i
1: tried to look it up Uh, i couldn't find a figure for their wages but i'm sure it's not much um you know in july 2020 apple beat its own revenue forecast by four billion dollars Which is, you know, that's above and beyond the extraordinary amounts of money they thought they were going to make. Yeah. And I imagine that the wage bill for three months for, let's say, 200 workers in India isn't anywhere near four billion dollars. Oh,
0: no, probably not even close Probably not.
1: We're talking thousands. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Not even maybe. Yeah, yeah. It is insane.
1: It is insane. And the worst thing is, is that Apple have responded. Yeah. You can't ignore this kind of news, not when there's all this footage floating around. And they said that they are dedicated to ensuring everyone in their supply chain is treated with dignity and respect.
0: I'm not sure about that. Because I've I've also heard that Apple is using the... um, work slave workforce in china like but i've read it on the washington post so maybe i don't know maybe, could be also, maybe there's a bias you know, yeah but still like it's it's pretty bad it's you know? pretty
1: bad and it's also a familiar story i mean we covered on this podcast uh last week or the week before a story about nestle true and it was found that they had been in inad- a well they say inadvertently but that there had been the use of slave labor in the cocoa production for the products that go into Nestle chocolate bars. And again, at the same time, they say, well, we had no idea. But that's not a good enough reason. Absolutely, It's not a good enough reason. Um, There is a responsibility, I think, for these companies to make sure that their supply chain is ethical, that people are being paid a fair wage. And it's just the same old story with globalization. These big... Often Western companies that find cheap labor in the global South and just milk it for all it's worth.
0: Yeah. And also I hate that they try to greenwash kind of thing, you know, or, you know, look ethical like Nestle that says or also Apple that they say, oh, we want to be environmentally friendly. uh, We respect human beings. And then they, I don't know, they enslave people and they... Uh, higher the price of their products. They don't give you part of their products because they say they want to be environmentally friendly. But it's just to make a profit. It's you know? just
1: all to make a profit. And what what do they need all of that profit for? Yes. At the expense of people who are struggling to live yeah. their daily lives without the wages that they're owed.
0: But especially billions of dollars, you're not going to spend them in like a thousand lifetimes even. So you don't need all of the profit, but the workers in India or whatever, whatever, they need this money, you know. Yeah.
1: And Apple can say, okay, so, you know, it's this Taiwanese company, uh, Wistron, who actually run this factory, but they've been subcontracted by Apple. Apple should be doing the due diligence yeah. and should be providing oversight to make sure that the companies that they hire to do, you know, to make the screens or to make the batteries or exactly, whatever, exactly. are all behaving to what is just a very baseline yeah. moral standard of paying people.
0: Yeah, exactly. But yeah, moving on to another story that is also in Asia mm. and also about, I don't know, dictatorial regimes, maybe like Apple could be a dic- um, dictatorship if it was a country, I think. It, it might well be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Uh, with a <laughs> with flags of Steve Jobs face on it, yeah. you know, <laughs>
1: it would be a very slick looking uh, dictatorship. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. A bit like Singapore kind of... Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, so basically South Korea, um, the parliament officially banned, uh, so it's outlawed, loud, outlawed, loud, how do you say it in English? Yeah, outlawed, yeah. Out loud, yeah. Uh, for South Korean people to send balloons with attached South Korean propaganda into North Korean territory. Oh my God. Which apparently was a very, very common thing. Yeah, okay. So uh, South Korean people, activists against the North Korean regime, they would send these... Uh, balloons with attached, like, okay, propaganda messages, gigantic propaganda messages, but also just like USB cards with inside, like, South Korean movies, South Korean propaganda, uh, pro democracy messages. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Fucking crazy. Oh my God. I would love to see them, actually. And yeah, there are some pictures of these gigantic things flying with like these things written. And um, basically, uh, South Korea is trying to have a better relationship with North Korea. Yeah. And uh, South Korea was pretty angry. And uh, uh, North Korea was angry at South Korea for this. And the um, sister of Kim Jong-un, who is Kim Yo-young, um, she was super pissed at South Korea. And she called them human scum and mongrel dogs because they Wait. kept sending Hang their messages.
1: The first thing I'll say on that is I recently adopted a dog who <laughs> is a mongrel. And she's, she's very sweet. And so I don't think that's even an insult, frankly. Maybe Patrice, it was a compliment. Yeah, yeah my dog Patrice, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, that could be a compliment, actually. Yeah. yeah. So we should bring the dog next next podcast. Yeah, she's
1: not very talkative, though.
0: Yeah, no, she doesn't even bark. No, anything. she
1: doesn't bark, which is obviously great for not disturbing the neighbours, yeah. but terrible for podcasts.
0: Yeah, that's true. Well, so mongrel dogs might be a compliment, but sp- she probably meet. she yeah. probably meant it as an insult though let's be <laughs> honest yeah. I wonder why she would call South Korean mongrel dogs like mixed breed. Maybe she sees them as like an impure breed.
1: I think it's I think in a lot of places mongrel is used as a counterpoint to pure breed and it's okay. you know and there's this weird in in across cultures I think there is a a respect for purity and uh a massive disrespect and anger towards and fear of things that are seen to be Mm. a mixture of different influences, impure. I mean, it's why the Targaryens in Game of Thrones would keep (laughs) their bloodline pure by brother and sister hooking up, which I understand the logic. I'm not advocating it.
0: (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for specifying it. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, I was wondering if you would want to go to North Korea, by the way. I would love to go to North Korea. You know, you can actually go. You can be an exchange student in North Korea too. Can you? I saw it on the Pyongyang University website the other day, because I was desperately looking for, like... Are there
1: there students at the UFA who have gone to North Korea?
0: I don't know if there are students at the UFA who have gone to North Korea, but we have North Korean students. I've never met them, but I know there are somewhere.
1: That's so interesting. I only
0: know it because uh, last year at the UFA we had this gigantic map where you can put a pin where you could put a pin where you were from and there were some pins in the north korean side wow yeah
1: Wow. i wonder what that must be like leaving a a country that is essentially a completely isolated bubble yeah and then suddenly being brought into what is i think amsterdam which is one of the more cosmopolitan cities in the world i'm surprised actually that the north korean authorities allow it
0: yeah actually I think we have a lot of anti-North Korea propaganda in Europe. So we tend to think it's this terrible place where like nobody can get out, nobody can get in. But actually they can go out and we can get in and we can visit. Of course, if you visit, you have like a guide and... Yeah. Can't, uh, you can't go wherever see, you can w- Yeah, you can't, you want, can't yeah. necessarily
1: see the real country, just yeah. what they want you to see.
0: Yeah, and especially you can't bring Bibles because it's strictly forbidden to bring any kind of Bible on your phone or on paper in North Korea.
1: What about Harry Potter?
0: Ah, that's a hard question, I don't know, but uh, yeah, it might create a new religion. Yes, it could do. I mean, I'm sure it would be easy to do it in Europe too. Yeah. Maybe not now but after the latest J.K. Rowling. Uh, ah, stuff yeah, yeah. but maybe i think
1: maybe before but also i think for many fans harry potter lives independently of jk
0: oh yeah definitely i agree with that like, he is
1: yeah. he is after all the boy who lived true <laughs> so true.
0: yeah i was actually watching it the other night i was impressed which one uh, the second one it's oh, my really? least favorite one but so why were
1: uh, you re-watching your least favorite one
0: yeah, uh, because my roommates wanted to watch it and I was like, yeah, sure, I uh, don't mind, never mind watching some good Harry Potter. Yeah, I you think, know?
1: I think the third one is the best book and the best film.
0: Best book, I agree, third one, and fifth one.
1: Oh, yeah, Order of the Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is good, it's when it's all kicking off.
0: Yeah, mm. well, but I wonder if North Korea has their own version of a Harry Potter or a fantasy book, but I don't, I don't think so.
1: no. I would love to know more about North Korean same, culture same. like the books they read I, I don't this is this I hope this doesn't sound incredibly ignorant but what's access to television like I know that there are obviously yeah, yeah, a lot of news reports yeah. um there's that famous woman who is the spokesperson of the North Korean political establishment she just looks she looks very genial as she sits down at her news desk and <laughs> yeah. just like spurts kind of anti-western propaganda so I I'm I'm sure that she's been through TVs to North Korean citizens, but what are their soap operas like? I
0: would be very curious to know more about it too. But I know that they have a huge alcohol problem in North Korea and also in South Korea though, generally yeah. in their area. And also smoking problem. They Now it's it has been banned to smoke in public yeah. because it was just too bad. People were smoking all the time. But actually Kim Jong-un is a huge smoker too. So yeah, they are trying to see what to do with him. You know, Can he smoke in public? Can he not? Can maybe he smoke on TV? Yeah. Maybe you there's know. a
1: commercial opportunity there for one of the big vaping companies.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> we could get him a nice North Korean with a like, you know, a nice North Korean flag on it. Yeah. Like a cool oh vape. my
0: god, yeah. Or they can they could export it here, you know, like
1: That's a good idea.
0: Yeah, to make some money. I don't know if we would allow um, we would allow it, you know, to have a North Korean product.
1: Well, I don't know. There's an argument that the way to get a country like North Korea to loosen its grip Mm -hmm. is through the economy so you start building trade relationships and products start to flow across borders north korea gets a little bit richer it starts to see the benefit of a closer relationship with other countries so that it can trade with them that trade increases and over time the relationship becomes closer and i think there's a whole school of thought which says that economic connection eventually leads to political connection however the one place we haven't seen that is with China, True. where that was the whole Western angle in the '90s was like, yeah, let's bring China into our economic world, and eventually they'll open up politically. They didn't. They got bloody rich, but have yeah. very much stayed as a True. The one party. I mean, state. it's
0: curious that in that age, China was seen as an ally of the U.S. You know, yeah, like yeah, um, polit- uh, presidents yeah. of the U.S. Yeah. would visit China. T- about the new frontier you know of u.s economy and now it's the opposite
1: simpler times
0: yeah well north korea is a good partner of china and definitely other ex-soviets or soviet countries yeah yeah well we'll be curious but let's move on to our next story
1: oh next story i'm sorry i'm sorry michaela and i'm sorry listeners but this is a sad one my question is and this story is is covid targeting santa
0: yeah, it could be. It could be a conspiracy against It Santa. could be a
1: conspiracy against Santa. Well, in a very real way, it is. So this story comes from America and it's uh, a story I read in The Guardian and it's the the best thing I learned about this is that there are two kind of, I don't think you would call them clubs. I don't think you would call them cults, but they're <laughs> kind of like official organizations. One of them is called the International Brotherhood of real bearded Santas.
0: Oh my God.
1: So, I mean, how would you shorten that? Ibrubs. <laughs> uh, and the another one, the fraternal order of real bearded Santas, <laughs> i.e. Forbes. Um, and they are essentially organisations which you become a member of if you are someone who has a nice, big, real beard and who either it's white already or you dye it white for Christmas and then you dress up as Santa. Oh my God. And so it's these—it's—it's it's the hardcore real Santas. We're not talking about those kind of um, cotton beards with strings so that you can tie them around your ears. We're talking, you know, big, fat, 60, 70-year-old blokes who have grown these massive white Santa beards, have got wicked Santa costumes. You know, I'm talking yeah. like premium quality kind of velvet oh red God. with white trimming. Oh, would, would you do it? Would I do it? Yeah, absolutely. But... I would I would not do it at the moment for the same reason that a lot of these Santas aren't doing it at the moment. Because one of the things that we haven't thought about is that to be an authentic Santa, you kind of have to be old and fat. True. And being old and fat is a real covid no no. It's a particularly it puts you at particular risk of negative side effects with covid. So what's happened is that a lot of these Santas and there are a good few thousand of them in the US have found themselves unable to be Santa this year. They haven't been able that's to... That's really sad. Though. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, there's one of them was talking about how he was being paid to go to a house where there was a big gathering. But everyone at the house was standing together. None of them had had COVID tests and they were asking for kids to go on his knee and everything. He's like, no, because you might have COVID and you might kill me. So I'm not going that's, to do that.
0: That's crazy. Where did it Where did it happen?
1: It was in America. It was just a a, a private family. I almost
0: said, of course. But
1: But I mean, yeah. Um, So really difficult time for Santas. Uh, That's really sad. It's really sad. The good news is that in the way that Zoom has rescued our courses and many people's jobs and allowed us to work remotely, there's been a massive uh, surge in demand for online Santas. (laughs) So, you know, they'll get on camera. The kids can gather around. Yeah. I guess it works even better because Santa can just be like, sorry, I couldn't be there. I'm actually in Lapland that's building, building Playstations yeah. or whatever it is he does. I mean,
0: they can put a green screen behind them and just edit Exactly, Lapland yeah, the background. Exactly. So or just get really a reindeer smart.
1: and just have it in your house. Um, so, yeah. And, uh, you know, they make a very good point. Uh, one of the Santas that was interviewed for this article said that every year Santas get ill. Because you can't have like, you can't see a thousand kids over oh the space of a God,
0: month of and not
1: catch a cold or a flu or whatever.
0: It's uh, actually a risky job. It's a very
1: risky job. They are frontline workers. And <laughs> there is no, you know, if you can catch the flu, you can catch COVID. And, um, oh yeah, definitely. So yeah, sadly, uh, for a lot of, a lot of um, stand-in Santas in America, Christmas has indeed been cancelled.
0: Well, I hope they will get the vaccine first. You know,
1: they should ahead. They should. I think ahead of medical workers.
0: Yeah, first all this. Yeah, it could actually be great messages for kids. You know, seeing Santa getting a vaccine. Yeah, and,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. You know, a what, bit of propaganda. Yeah. yeah,
0: vaccine propaganda. What
1: would you say to an anti-vax parent? Well, we're just going to kill Santa.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm that sorry. might change
1: their minds. I also read a um on this as slight divergence, but I thought this was very good. Uh, Someone was tweeting. It was a tweet. It might not be right. Uh It's a tweet. It's a tweet, but I thought it was funny. Um, They were a doctor and they had an issue where a child needed vaccinations, but the parent was an anti-vaxxer. And said like, there's no way this is, you know, mind control by the government, Bill Gates trying to insert a microchip into my arm, blah, 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 into my child or whatever. So this doctor couldn't persuade the mother to let the child have a vaccine. So the doctor went to another doctor, a more senior one, and said, I've got this problem. And the doctor just said, don't worry, leave it to me. And the doctor goes into the room where the woman is still sitting with her child and says to her, have you ever thought about the idea... That anti vaxxing is propaganda from Russia and China to try and weaken the American people, and that blew her mind.
0: That's that's smart. It was really
1: smart. If they're if they're the only thing that they're going to believe is a conspiracy theory, up the ante. Just add yeah. another conspiracy theory. And according to this tweet, she let her kid have the vaccine.
0: Well, that's a funny story. I hope it's true. Actually, yeah, me too. Yeah, Maybe but it's, uh, yeah. Sorry. What is your favorite Christmas movie now? Ah,
1: Christmas. Um People say, don't they, that Die Hard should be considered a Christmas movie.
0: I've never watched Die Hard, but oh, I keep hearing references crazy. to it in this past days. Are you
1: into action films?
0: No, not really. Mm,
1: okay. I mean it is it's just a pure yeah, action film. oh why
0: would it be a Christmas movie? Uh,
1: because the it's all set at a Christmas party.
0: Ah, well, I don't know if that makes it a Christmas well there's movie. lots of Christmas
1: trees around and it's at Christmas
0: is there a Santa
1: uh, can't remember uh. there's a one there's a one point where the um, Bruce Willis says ho ho ho
0: well that could count I think that a, counts yeah could it count. could be a nice bold what sentiment. about like classic Christmas movie like the Grinch or
1: I'm a massive fan of Elf
0: Oh, I love The Elf.
1: I think that's Will it, Will Ferrell's finest me. work. I
0: love him. I love that, man. It just, it's so funny. Yeah, he's so good. And I can't believe, like, my whole life I've watched it, like, dubbed in Italian, because, of course, in Italy we dubbed uh, everything. of course. And I lost so much of it, you Yes, know? and have you since rewatched yeah, it in I've English? Yeah, I've it in English. It's so much better. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: because you need the nuance of the jokes yeah. and the timing and all of that. And also Will Ferrell's voice.
0: Yeah, oh my God, yeah, he's, he, he's great. Yeah, um, he is.
1: So is that your favourite?
0: Mm, I think so. I also like The Grinch. I know it's a bit of a classic. I've never i don't seen know. It. You've never seen The Grinch. Uh,
1: is it with Jim Carrey?
0: Yeah, I think so. I okay. mean, I'm really bad with names, faces, actors, but I think so. But okay. it's a really good movie. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you should watch it. I well, I've mean, got a
1: lot of time in lockdown and...
0: It's on Netflix too now, I think. So. Is it? Yeah.
1: Good. My, um, my girlfriend and I are going to watch Titanic.
0: Oh, that's hard. I always cry.
1: Yeah, well, we're going to turn it into a drinking game.
0: Okay, how how does it work?
1: Well, I mean, there are a few different things you can do. Every time someone says the Titanic is unsinkable, you have a drink. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Every time someone says Jack or Rose, you have a drink.
0: Okay, that that means a lot of drinks. Yeah, it's a lot of drinking. Well, it's three hours long, you need to get through it.
1: Yeah, Um, and I know it's not strictly a Christmas movie, but it's one of those films that feels Christmassy. It just because it feels like it belongs at this time of year when you would sit down as a family and watch like an epic film. I
0: don't know if me and my family would sit and watch Titanic because both me and my mom are huge criers. Uh, And my mom, already when she hears the music of the start, she starts crying. Oh, yeah. Well, it's very, it's very moving. it's a three hours constant here. It's not the most pleasant, you know, for the rest of the family.
1: (laughs) For some families, there is no Christmas without tears. It's the kind of the fighting and everything. It's just part of the Christmas spirit.
0: (laughs) Do you cry with Titanic? No. No, oh my God. Well, but let's close up with the song that you were telling me before. Oh, yeah, okay. Of course, we can only listen to 30 seconds of it for copyright reasons. Yeah, so so
1: this is is my favourite Christmas song by far.
0: It's called Stay Another Day by East 17. And with this, we give you the goodbye and see you next week, right? Oh,
1: yeah, and again, this one's a bit of a tearjerker, so I hope we haven't left you on too sad a note, remember to have a very Merry Christmas wherever you are.